Okay, so uh, welcome to a, uh, a very long-awaited uh, next installment of uh, the Senate update. And uh, this is going to be a little bit different than we have done in the past, uh, because what we are doing tonight is totally not a ripoff, but also definitely a ripoff of the Gambit Roundtable, uh, if any of you are familiar with Zareth and Solabase's work over on the Gambit uh, server. So uh, we have uh, quite a few uh, lovely members of our community, mostly from Mandalore, uh, but we also have uh, an outsider with us. Um, we are going to chat uh, some competitive SWOGA um, topics. And uh, nobody has done anything about Datacrons yet, uh, even though they've been out for almost three months now. So we're going to dive into that topic and a couple other topics, and uh, hopefully it's a good time. So, uh, without further ado, let me just introduce the, uh, the panel that we have real quick. Uh, first up, we have uh, a Mandalore officer. Uh, his name is Darth Primus. Primus, say hi to, to everybody. Hello, hello. There's that sexy voice. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so enough of that. Um, we also have uh, another Mandalore officer. Uh, everyone say hello to Zill. Zill, say hello. hello to everyone. Hello, Senate Alliance. Hello, hello, hello. There he is, the man coming with the hot takes right there. Uh, we also have uh, the former GL of Mandalore, Thol. Uh, say hello to everyone, Thol. Hello to everyone, Thol. Perfect. We're not, That's exactly we're not what I expected out of you. <laughs> We have the current uh, GL of Mandalore, and uh, he goes by the name of Storm Pooper. Say hello to everyone, Storm, please. Everyone, hope, uh, hope you're all doing well. There he is, the man himself. He has graced us with his presence. And uh, last but not least, uh, we do have from Endor, uh, the officer there that's uh, in charge of basically everything that's not uh, territory wars. Um, his name is Medulator. Say hello, Mead. Hey, guys. All right. And of course, I'm your host, Lab Monkey. So uh, this is going to be a topical discussion on PvP modes and also a new release on Datacrons. So uh, let's just jump right into the topics. And uh, the first thing I'd like to cover is uh, we are just now starting our, our week of Dark Side GOTB. Uh, as we are recording this, it's uh, phase one. And we just finished the first round of the Ben Suolo Conquest. So um, first question, and I'm going to throw this over to you, Zil, first, is what is the best week of Swoga, and why is it this week? Um, the best week of Swoga is this week because... I got my C datacron to beat JMK today in arena with the art, with the level nine datacron. But that's why it's the best book of week for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no, nothing about dark side geo or anything, just the C datacron. <laughs> got it. <laughs> no, but, uh, dark side geo. Um, gosh. Uh, yeah, it's time to sim that. <laughs> it, it really is. It's it's time it's time to sim Dark Side Geo. 
it basically is on sim nowadays. Uh, Primus, what do you think? Is Dark Side Geo the best week of Swoga, or is there another week that's better? As long as it's not running alongside Conquest, uh, yeah, it's uh, vacation time for me. I don't have to worry about TW anymore. Mm. Yeah, too true, too true. Um, what do you, what do you think, Pooper? Is uh, is Dark Side Geo the best week, uh, or is there another week that's better for you? Holy God, just lay back, relax. Yep, yeah, it is a relaxing week for sure. What do you think, Thol? Uh, got any different answers for us? Um, well, I mean, it's obvious that by far the best week of Swoga is when you have Conquest, Lightside, Geo, and uh, 3v3 GAC. Actually, no, because too many people just say, I don't care about 3v3 and not play it. So 5v5 GAC, Conquest, and Lightside, Geo, all going at the same time. By far the best week of Galaxy of Heroes ever, because you never stop playing it. It is nonstop. This message definitely not brought to you by Thol's wife. One hundred percent. All right, uh, round out round out the panel for us. Mead talks us some sense into us. What is the best Swogo week? Oh no, it's this one. I don't even have to. I can just go beg someone from like a lower guild to come fill a spot. Everyone's happy. My whole guild is happy this week. This week is the best week. Hell yeah. I got to say that when Conquest finished up earlier today and I realized that Darkseid Geo had just started, it was like a 50-pound gorilla just lifted off of my shoulders. Like, I don't even, I'm probably even going to try hard in GAC this next week. Like, that's, that's how great this week is in Swoga. Conquest ended days, days ago for me. I was sitting at 319 tickets for, like, 96 hours almost. <laughs> <laughs> so so you mean to tell me I'm in the minority here? <laughs> I don't get it. But that's what CG wants us to like. CG wants us to play all the time 24-7. I don't understand. Yes, it's true. It's true. Um, which is why we might see a new territory battle soon. <laughs> oh, At least for Dark Side, right? Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, I mean, it would be fun. It would be fun, but I mean, do we think that they actually have like the time and wherewithal to actually put something together that doesn't suck? Nah. They're going to tune it to Datacrons. That's what they're going to (laughs) do. Yeah. No, Crumb Crumb actually said that they were looking into PvP stuff with Data, or PvE stuff with Datacrons. So, wouldn't surprise me. All right. Um, enough. Uh, enough of that. Um, obviously, Dark Side Geo is the best, um, and it's not even really up for discussion anymore. Um, let's let's dig right into Datacron, shall we? I know that's that's what everybody's chomping at the bit to talk about. So let's do it. Um, so this first question, um, I want us. We're going to go around, and everybody is going to say their favorite thing about datacrons and it could be anything but i do want it i i mean somebody's gonna joke about it but i want one positive thing we're gonna throw it to the negative side in a second okay so you're gonna get your chance to dump to dunk on datacrons if you want 
So um, let's let's start with Mead. Uh, Mead, what's your favorite or or the most positive thing that you found about Datacron so far? Uh, three months in, I just it's freshening up the meta. It's letting us. It's letting me use my roster in ways that are different every month, and that is it's better than just doing the exact same matches every single TW GAC. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Primus? What's your what's your favorite thing about Datacrons? Uh, well, I don't want to copy Mead, but I guess the theory crafting aspect is probably the one highlight for me. Um, you can mix and match, and especially with the sets that have light side and dark side buffs, um, you can try to find a team that will at least benefit from at least level three, um, and then depending on the faction bonuses at level six and up, you can do, we have a little bit of wiggle room to theory craft, which is kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Pooper, what about you? Anything different? I think that the positive is also the negative. Um, you know, the, the, the new variable that's involved with basically every aspect of PVP with, with these things uh, is is really cool because you know, like everybody says, it, it gives you a chance to kind of you know look at things from a diff- different perspective, use different teams, um, you know, make stuff a little more potent than it usually is. But at the same time, you know, that is exactly the same thing that is the negative about it because you know, let's say planning territories, for instance, territory war, for instance, uh, that that's got to that's got to be, you know, a lot more work than it was right before these things launched a few months ago. It is definitely something. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And uh, you know what? I can't wait to hear this next person tell me their favorite thing about Datacrons. <laughs> Zill, Zill please, please talk to us. Tell us, sing the praises of Datacrons for us, will you? <laughs> <laughs> She's a soul searching question. <laughs> Am I in confession right now? <laughs> you can be. I can what are you be. Oh, a TSR Game Wizard shirt. Dungeons and Dragons shirt. Uh, I, you know what? I, I see Star Wars in a different light. Uh, you know, I grew up with Star Wars. I remember going to the movies for my first Star Wars, you know, my first Star Wars movie as a kid. Um, in 1970, what was it, 77? 77. 77? Yep. Um, for me, and it's, it's going to be long-winded, the reason... I like Datacrons at first is because Jedi Master Luke Skywalker was just so over the top. And he destroyed everything. And for me, that is Star Wars. The Skywalker legacy is Star Wars for me. I don't know how any other anybody else, you know, likes to play the game, but for me, Skywalker's, you know, or should be always the top tier of the game. As boring as that sounds, and 
his level nine Datacron for me. Uh, did it. And it's still my arena team. And it's still kicking butt. So that's the only thing I like about Datacrons. All right. Yeah, good Good for you for coming up with something real, though. Um, and I can tell you that that's, that's also my arena team that I'm climbing with, too. The Jedi Knight Luke bonus turn one under Jedi Master Skywalker is bananas. Hilarious. Yeah. I love it. All right. Uh, Thol. Thol, tell us, tell us what you like about Datacrons. Um, well, I, oh, another good, I another really... Good. I really enjoyed just the opportunity to have different ways in this game to spend crystals. I mean, there aren't enough ways to spend crystals in this game. And then, I mean, thank God CG gave us another one. Um, I was, yeah, I was charcoal. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness they, re- they gave us a release. Right. I mean, God, you know, it was like they're burning a hole in my pocket. So, I mean, yeah. thank, thank the Lord for these. Awesome datacrons. Um, no, but seriously, I the the cool the one thing that has it's good and bad um, for some people, and it's really good for other people. So, like, it can take a eight million GP account, and if you want to spend all the crystals that we laughed about a minute ago on datacrons. Guess what? Your 8 million GP account can destroy a 10 million GP account in GAC. So it has really, I mean, depending upon how much you want to spend on these things, if if you want to compete with the big boys and you don't have quite the big boy account yet, Datacrons are the way to go because you can you can get your way up there because it, I mean, it's to the point where I don't really even check. mods anymore against who I'm playing because it's all about the data <laughs> I mean uh, I'm serious I mean it you know it, the thing that I check more when I do my GAC matchups is what level 9 data crons do they have I don't yep. check to see how many 20 speed mods they have because it doesn't matter I slap a 25 plus TM bonus yep. data cron on exactly. every light side team and, and the speed doesn't matter anymore <laughs> That's right. So, so, and, and and to that respect, that's why it makes these these are great for people that want to punch up higher than what their roster really can. Um, but in the same time, it's a massive negative for these older accounts that don't want to spend all the money on datacrons because now all of a sudden you're getting beat by an account that's one point five two million GP less than you. Mm. So, there you go. Yeah, cat I'll, uh, out I'll, I'll add just a tiny little different flavor to this. Um, and I will say that one nice thing about Datacrons is that I no longer feel like I have to be ultra efficient in Conquest in terms of getting the feats done as quickly as I can to save 50 cost refreshes. I used to have to do that before Datacrons um, to try to, you know, pinch every crystal, blah, 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 blah. It drove me crazy. It made... Uh, conquest a super duper mega chore um because that's just ca- the kind of person and player that i am uh but now i <laughs> i don't have to be like i don't have to worry about you know double dipping or triple dipping on as many of these feats anymore because i'll just get the feats on a bonus treasure node because i'm going to be mm-hmm. farming datacron mats anyways so like right i i finished this this past conquest 
a day and a half early, which is the earliest that I have ever, I've always been on the last day, every single conquest before this. And I finished a day and a half early on this one. And I just like did the 50 cost and some 100 cost refreshes on conquest to just hit that datacron node. So I get that third level nine before conquest went away. So, um, yeah, that, that's, I guess that's kind of a positive for me. I don't have to stress as much on Conquest, and it's not, it doesn't feel quite as bad anymore as it used to. It could also help, too, that I felt like this Conquest was a yes. lot less grindy than the Sith one, too. Absolutely. If you, had, if you have First Order and Resistance, if you mm-hmm. have both of their GLs, this was an easy Conquest, for yeah. sure. And that's who's best contrarily speaking if you didn't have ray it was a total disaster i'm sure i'm sure yes (laughs) (laughs) wait (laughs) mead has re-entered the chat (laughs) wait people still don't have ray Uh, why do you look at the general chat in mandalore yeah i called that somebody said My head had no stamina on Conquest. (laughs) I was like, you need to farm Ray. That's true. That's true. That's a good shot. Why do you think think CG came up with this Conquest and Ben Swolo to punish every single person that doesn't have Ray? Yep. That's exactly what it was for. Yep. All right. So let's hit some negatives of Datacrons real quick here. Um, Zill, let, let me go ahead and give you the floor. Um, oh no! Try, try how to long, keep. How it, long do we want this to go? Try to keep it a couple minutes long, but feel free. I know this is your time to shine. What What's the most negative thing about Datacrons to you? Uh, well, for one thing, um, Thol said it. Why bother with mods anymore? You know, for years, all the crystals that I spent farming mods uh i i i feel like i got slapped in the face somewhat um and part of me feels for uh developing rosters right that are free to play because you know just because you don't have an 11 million account or a 9 million account or a 7 million account doesn't mean that you don't enjoy the game and that you can't play competitively, you know? Um, and now the focus is on Datacrons, but then in three months, the Datacrons, the Datacrons are going to change. And I, I think it's, it's hard for you, for a player that's free to play, to develop their roster and... You know, I'm not a recruiter, so I, I, I don't really feel the problem. But if I'm looking at it from the mindset of a recruiter where you're looking for specific teams to fit the bill for your guild, the player is going to fall behind, right? And they can't move up. That's that's kind of way that, that I see it, you know? Um and it's it's once again it's the more content that we didn't ask for. It's the new content that we didn't ask for that we didn't want. You know, um, 
I think somebody here said, be careful what you ask for when it comes to CG. Because, you know, they'll just take everything that you're asking for the wrong way. And they'll put something out. And that, like, no one's going to be happy. And it, I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for the territory officers. Um, Darth Primus, we were talking. And it's like the Wild West. It really is. It's crazy. And I, I am just grateful that for Lab Monkey and for Darth Primus, keeping us at the top, doing as well as we're doing in Territory Wars. Because honestly, I, I, I'm struggling to keep up with the game and everything that's going on right now and the changes. And it's a shame because I, I, I love the guild that I'm in. I love Mandalore. Um, you know, just the camaraderie that we have, the officers and with the guild mates. And we've got a great guild. We got great people in our guild. You know, and you know, the level that we're at, Thal talked to this about this before in previous podcasts where it's it's hard to maintain people and it seems like you know, every time there's a game change, there's gonna be turnover, people are unhappy, they're gonna leave. This was definitely by far the biggest turnaround I've seen. Um, and it's sad, you know, cause I think the game is losing some, the game lost, we as a guild and the game lost some really, really, uh, spectacular players. So, you know, they, they had a real talent for playing this game and we lost some of those people. That's yeah. all I got for you right now. All right. Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of truth in there, um, for sure. And uh, Primus, let, let me throw it over to you. I think I know what you're going to talk about, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I want to hear you say it. So please. <laughs> oh man, I got a lot to say. Um, <laughs> and there's a couple things I'll piggyback off Zill, but I think the number one thing um, for me, it and I already said it. Zill touched on it. It marginalizes your mods, and that that pisses me the fuck off like i've worked hard for my mods sorry i'm a mod snob but i don't i shouldn't be outpaced by some dude with shitty mods because they didn't put the time and effort in over five plus years like i did and just because they have more datacrons like that's that's crap like i'm sorry but i put in five years worth of effort and you put in two months worth in datacrons like that's bullshit like you can't you can't tell me that's not outrageous i just lost this last gac because of datacrons also because i'm an idiot and didn't set my defensive map up right but it's just um i think that's one thing that's just unacceptable for me um really really peeves me um number two territory war planning um there it is it's there it is. wild there west, it is. man. Like, you thank God Hotbot put out the easy way to see who has what Datacron, how many they have, um, and both your guild and the, opponent, and the opponent's guild, which you can somewhat plan. But at the same time, like, here at Mandalore, we're, we're not going to require people to farm Datacrons to stay in. Like, enjoy the game at your pace. We know Datacrons are controversial. 
for a lot of players across the community. Um, but I'm not, hey, if you guys are listening, I'm not telling you to go farm Datacrons, but it does make it a challenge, um, especially when we're facing guilds like Shadowlands. Um, we're facing Clones Unleashed, uh, the big, the big Chabowski, um, Chewbacca. Also, fuck those guys. But um, <laughs> got them. They're a great guild. You know, <laughs> like they're, they're we're facing guilds that are mandating datacrons and that's even if you may have somewhat of a balance or some advantages in some areas like mods or maybe more gls uh datacrons are the new difference maker and i think that's just that's just crap it's it's a lot of uh time investment to just farm them out in conquest and like thol it's just another pay gate and it's pretty frustrating and i feel bad for the guys in lower gp uh, uh, guilds and lower GP accounts because they can't even interact with Datacrons. You have to have a minimum relic level of three, and that's squad wide. That's just absurd. Like, um, uh, you know, it's uh, even at an eight point two million GP account, I still have squads that aren't fleshed out fully relic at minimum relic three, and I'm facing accounts that are like ten mil GP and just flexing on me because they can place whatever and throw whatever datacron they need to. But uh, yeah, overall I really not pleased with datacrons. And uh, thank you. All right. There, <laughs> thank you. I, re- I relinquished <laughs> the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I relinquished the rest of my time. Yeah. All right. Mead, tell us what you don't like about datacrons. Yeah, thanks. Oh, Primus is right. I'm glad he's like. So I am six million GP, right? I made K two at five million GP. I like punch up pretty high, but I'm at six million, so I don't have a lot of the tunes that I need at like R three, R five. Like my grievous team, I beat CLS like high relic CLS with like a gear ten newt and a gear twelve B two. Like, I cannot, like, that team would love some extra tenacity and potency. I looked at those datacrons, I'm like, this would work so well on my team. I'm not bringing these guys up to R3. It's so frustrating. So many of my teams are just complete, like, I can't use them. And I'm against facing 8.5 mil GP, like, 8 million plus GP rosters that have R3 across the board. Like, they don't set anything under... Relic 3 on defense. Uh, and it's just locking out my teams from Datacrons that I farmed. Like, I farmed them, I brought them up, I have T3, T's like T6, T9s, but I can't put them on so many of these key teams because I was like, cheap. I cut corners on my roster development. I wanted to grow my roster as fast as I could. I didn't need these tunes up till now at Relics. Uh, like, a Gear 12 B2 works just fine. It's going to get its bonus to Yeah. Yeah. I, so I don't mean to cut you off, but this this makes a great segue into the next question about Datacrons. And um, since Dolan and Pooper kind of already gave their negatives, I want to just like keep it going with another question well, for you, Mead. Yeah. You, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll add a little something, but go ahead. Continue first. Um, so we'll, we'll come back and we'll, we'll let Pooper tell us why, uh, why he hates Datacrons even more. 
Um, but, but what I did want to throw out here, um, and just, I mean, off the top of your head, um, me, tell us how many, uh, if, if any, how many characters have you brought up relic levels specifically to make Datacrons work for you? Yeah, I wrote down my list. I mean, you guys are going to laugh because I know you're in Mandalore. So you're going to be like, all of these guys are already probably R7 for you. But I brought up CLS. I brought up Jedi Knight Revan. brought up Dark Revan. And I bought, brought up, like, Basilos Sean Fallen. I love that? all those choices. I know, but, like, because I have Malgus, right? So I needed my T9 data crown, which means I need R5 for my Sith Empire. All right, I have my JKL T9, so I need R5 for all of my Jedi. Yeah. All right, and then CLS, I needed, like, I at least use the damage immunity, like, uh, Datacron, so my whole team, he was sitting at R4, perfectly fine, right? Happy, killing stuff, no problem. But I had to, like, bump him up to R5 just so I could use the Datacron. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got so far, but I also have a list of, like, tunes that are just sitting there being, like... Yep. Troopers would be like, I have range trooper gear 12. Yep. Like, troopers would be really nice to, like, throw on some extra, especially now that, I mean, I don't know if a Datacron will ever get troopers to beating Malgus, but, like, I could see the, a Datacron coming out that could push them. All right, Pooper, yeah. tell us real quick <laughs> uh, about your, your most hated part of Datacrons, and then tell us who you've brought up for, for Datacrons. I largest issue with these things. Uh, it, it's not that they marginalize your mods because they, they really don't. If you think about it, because you know, if, if they if they had some longevity, you'd be able to figure out ways to work around that. But my issue with them is the longevity itself. Uh, once you kind of get a hold of, okay, this is what I need. This is how it works. This is what I got to do when I'm looking at this. You know, once you you, you get that all in perspective. You know, that 90 days hasn't lapsed, and now you get to start all over again. And, uh, you know, it, it, it took that long for, for you to get your GAC under control, for your territory war officers to get, you know, uh, you know their, their strategies under control. Uh, and, you know, it's not like nothing else is being added to the game. So you have constant new variables being added, and a a, a constant variable within those, uh, within that structure as, as well. Uh, so, you know, the longevity of the damn things is my issue. Yeah, a lot of people have that same issue. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with you about mods. I don't think they marginalize them. I think in, in some specific instances, they don't matter as much, but you still need good mods, for sure. At, yeah. at lab, lab, do you think we would be as mad about the whole mod thing if they didn't bring out the plus 25% TM one? Like, is that the one we're all mad about, or is it across the board? I think, I think that's I a large that one. part of it, yes. And so yeah. I think when that goes away, you'll find that, oh yeah, <laughs> mads are, mods are still really important. Well, look, a 400-speed tune with 25% turn meter is faster than a 400-speed tune, okay? But you know, once you get that going on both sides, you know, that, again, you're not marginalizing anything. You're just using what you have and then building on it. But again, you know, it, it, it's not the fact that you have another tool. It's that you have a tool that's going to disappear on you. Yep. Okay, I'm going to actually offer uh, right. a counterpoint. Again, this is Thole. So I'm going to offer a counterpoint here to 
actually, I, I, you know, that's not as negative. So first of all, we're still in the exhibition season of the Datacrons. And so I would be shocked if we ever saw another Datacron like the 25% TM Datacron. I just don't think it's ever going to happen again because of the fact, the blowback from it. Um, that's the other, that's one thing. The other thing that I would say is that while the Datacrons are temporary, which is kind of nice because it changes things up, like JML is not going to be, I mean, I agree with Zill that JML, it should be like the holiest of holy in the game or whatever, because he's a Skywalker. But at the same time, he's not going to be like top of the food chain forever because these Datacrons are going to go away. And then someone else is going to mean someday Jabba the Hutt's going to be the top of the food chain, which just grosses me out. But anyways, um, and so that's the nice thing about them is that they do go away in three months. So things change up a little bit. But the things that don't change are the fact that you have to take your characters to certain relic levels. And I know for... For me, it's like an issue because, you know, you're farming other things and you're trying to get other stuff going. But at least you don't lose those relic levels and your tunes will always be those relic levels now. So, I mean, there is a little bit of give and take as far as the, the Datacrons go. Again, yeah. just a devil's advocate. And, and thank God, thank God that we're going to have that R7 Mon Mothma forever and ever because she's just a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part of my one of my one of my complaints is the release tempo. You know, like you know, they released the first set of datacrons and then there wasn't an answer for it. So, like my C was on the bench. Uh, I, I used him in uh, just one weird example. I used my C for counters for other GL counters. Let's say, for example, and it seems like you know he was on the bench. Until, you know, I got the right the right datacron for him. Yeah, and that, he did really, suck. that that limited my roster. That annoyed me because I didn't <laughs> jump on the bandwagon with datacrons. You know, I kind of waited and watched a little bit just to see where everything settled. You know, and it it bit me in the butt a little bit. Okay, fine, but I I didn't like the release. Te- you know the you know the staggered release. Hmm. Because it wasn't like good for all the GLs, you know. There's six GLs, and I, I just didn't like it. I, I yeah. didn't like their 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 soft uh, opening. Well, now that we have the third set, the only GL that hasn't gotten a specific datacron. Well, I mean, you could argue Lord Vader, but the cooldown reduction for him is just bananas. So, uh, yeah, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren is the only one that hasn't really gotten very much love yet. So. But think about how bananas he's going to be if he, he gets doesn't need he one. Likes. He does not need one. He's, he already counters he's, everything. He is good. He's very good. And I Gosh. guarantee you they're going to they're gonna release something for him. It's probably going to be in the next set. So yeah. buckle up. <laughs> oh, or or, or not. Really that's going to be ridiculous. Yep. He's probably yeah, going to be able to gain turn meter without the... Without, the without losing health. Oh, yeah, God. can you don't imagine that? that? Phasma don't lead, that. dude. Phasma lead. There's a reason. There's a reason that clause is in his kit. <laughs> there's a very good reason. All right, so yeah. let's 
let's get back on topic just a little bit. So Pooper, tell us what you've brought up specifically for data crons to make them work. Anything? Bam. Oh, yeah. I actually skipped out on, on upping CLS. Uh, he works just fine at R5. But uh, that BAM data crime was just ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Thol? So he went from R5 to R7. Have you um, got anybody up? CLS for me. Yeah. Um, let me look at my data crimes real quick. But I'm pretty sure that... I mean, there, my, my thing used to be like taking tunes to R4 because... R five is really when R five is really when you like have to spend more spendy stuff. Yep. And so I have all these tunes at R four, and I'm I I still get into a battle, and I'm like I can't use this datacron because he's not R five. Son of a bitch. Gotcha. So um, <laughs> so yeah. So there's been a few little stupid tunes here and there that I've had to take to um, R five from R four, but. Um, the big one, I think, for me was CLS. Okay. Uh, Zill, have you taken... Oh, and, oh, wait, 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 wait. I have one more. Fifth Brother. I did take Fifth Brother <laughs> to R7. Stupid Datacron. That was the worst one. Fifth Brother. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. Nobody's going to top that one, but Zill, uh, <laughs> have, you, have you brought anybody up specifically for Datacrons yet? You know that all my stuff is high relic already. I Why do. Bill <laughs> is like he has R seven minimum. Uh, uh, the 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 data crowd's got a relic up for him. That's man. exactly exactly. Bill needs a more time at his data crowd leveling. Zill is ready for Java because he already has an R seven mob enforcer. He's ready. Yeah. And Lobot. <laughs> oh God. Uh, good point. All right. So yeah, Zill, um, y- y- you get this question off the <laughs> Primus. I'm, I'm very interested to hear your answer here. Have you brought anybody up? And if so, who? Uh, I've been fortunate to not actually no. I did take up Sith Empire. So my, uh, my Darth Revan and my Bastila were at relic three and took them up to five so they could qualify for the yep. level six and up bonuses. But outside of that, they're really the only squad that I purposely leveled up for relic purposes. I've had most of the other units at R7 that I do have a level 9 Daddy Crown for. You already had an R7 fifth brother? I'm so no, <laughs> I'm never farming Inquisitors. I'm putting that declaration out there now. They are trash. Uh, waste of Cairo. Hmm. Well, what if the gear update just rains Cairo on us? I'm going to spend that on Iden Troopers and Treya because they're yeah. a better squad. Good point. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm the only person that hasn't answered yet. And um, I'm the lowest GP in here except for Mead. And I've only brought up two characters specifically for Datacrons. Uh, I brought Jedi Knight Revan from R4 to R5. Um, so that I could use the Genonite Luke Supercron, the bonus turn one, because that one's just OP, and that's won me quite a few Territory War Battles and uh, GAC matches as well. So good investment there. And then uh, earlier today, I did my second character. I took Bam from R5 to R7, 
because I rolled his cooldown Datacron. And so now I'm going to be able to two-man Lord Vader in GAC. So that seemed worth. And he's a pilot. Blah, 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 blah. And he's way better at R7 than R5. Like, he just he needs physical damage. Oh, oh he, he gets way better at R5. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was, a, it was a no-brainer. That's why I went ahead and did it. But those are the only two that I've done so far because, you know, resources, lab. management, blah, blah, blah. Now, Lab, you know I love you, and, but I would love you more if you had an R8, bam. I would love me more, too, actually. Um, yes, and I, and I briefly considered pushing that button tonight, and I was, I was like, wait a second. I, I still, I still got to bring Cassie into R8. I got to bring Admiral Radis to R9. Hold your horses a little bit here. That, I, I haven't been able to roll that, find that bam datacon yet. But when I do, man, oh, it's it stuff is just gonna melt with it. It's gonna be disgusting. Yeah, Bam's got two amazing datacrons in this set. The cooldown reduction one, where he can just put people in permanent damage immunity, and then he's got the one that makes his whistling birds just basically make the entire team explode. I've seen multiple videos of him just like destroying Lord Vader in one whistling bird move. So pretty cool. Get your Bams to R seven if you can. And if you can't, don't worry about it. Because it's just Datacrons, after all. All right. Enough talk about Datacrons? Yeah, please. On? All right. Please. Yeah. Let's move on. They're fun. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll still mention them uh, in the next two topics. Uh, but let's talk about GAC, okay? Um, there's been a lot of changes to GAC in the past year. I don't remember exactly when they changed it from roster matchmaking to skill-based, skill skill rating-based matchmaking. I don't, I don't know the technical term, but basically what we whale have now. Whale-based. Whale-based. <laughs> whale-based. Well, whale-based slash give-a-fuck-based slash datacron-based <laughs> slash whatever. All of those. But anyways, uh, yeah, GAC changed. Um, and I, I know, like, GAC used to be, could maybe still is on, on better days, is one of my favorite game modes in the game. But um, I don't know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what it was about GAC. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a skill-based matchmaking after it settled down and you realize you're going 50-50 no matter what. I think that really cooled it down for me. So I'd like to hear you guys' uh, opinions on GAC. Do you still love it? Um, and which which type of matchmaking do you think was better, and why? Uh, let me throw it over to let's uh, let's hear from Primus first. What do you think? Oh man, yeah, I I was pretty sweaty when the changes first launched. I got plopped right into the middle of Kyber Two, and I think I went on like an insane win streak to jump into Kyber One. Got all the way up to thirty nine hundred. Uh, skill rating um, and then uh, I hit a wall and that's when I started getting angry because I'm like what the hell I was winning a bunch getting a bunch of crystals um, and then it's like hey how you doing sir I'm 11 million GP and I'm, I'm about to kick your ass have a nice day and um, it, it just started to become like a downward spiral and then you spiral back up I I, it came to a point where I had to accept that I am going to perpetually go um, uh, 50-50 with my wins in GAC, and that's kind of sad. Like, I can't 
it's no longer strategically using your roster against an equal opponent. Sure, people will argue that there's people in your bracket because they're at your same skill level, but at times that's just truly not the case. Um, you know, at, there's going to be, especially with Datacrons, if you got 25 plus Relic squads at R5 plus and all these Datacrons, you're going to just roll over me. Like, I, I cannot, I can only do so much defensively and offensively. Um, and my options are limited versus my opponent with a significant power difference. Um, and I think that's really sad. I just don't, I'm no longer very, I don't feel competitive in GAC anymore. And I, I think I'm a good player, but I I just, I'm, I don't really want to try anymore. You know, I'll just look at the matchup. I'm like, okay, I can try here. And if I can't, then I kind of just phone it in, do a battle and walk away. It's not worth my time because I know what the result's going to be. I think that's my biggest gripe is you are set in 50-50. Unless you're in the top 100 competing, you know, DAC really doesn't matter. And that's why I'm trying to internally um, argue, is a GAC Omicron worth it? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, that, that right there is a conundrum that I also struggle with. Um, well... Pooper, Let, let's hear from you. How do you, how do you feel about okay. GAC? Okay. First of all, is a GAC Omicron worth it? Yes. It's, it's necessary in order to maintain your level of income that you choose to maintain. Okay. Um, I, I used to really like GAC. Uh, never cared for the three versus three stuff, though. Um, so, you know, now that they've, by design created an environment where you can only win half the time. Um, I kind of have to look at it as, you know, okay, strategically, where do I want to win and lose? So, uh, you know, during five, first five, I, I, you know, I play uh, as much as I can. I, you know, I miss one here and there because I'm too busy, whatever. But uh, <clears throat> I do as well as, as I can. And then when three verse three rolls around, I just... A lot, of, a lot of rounds I don't play or I put a, you know, a half-hearted effort into it, and those are my losses there. So that way I'll maintain my Cyber 1 standing and my income stays the same. Uh, there's no stress involved. I'm only playing the ones that I, I do enjoy. Um, but, you know, in order to maintain that, you know, K1 standing, yeah, you kind of got to invest in your GAC Omicrons. Uh, you know, I, I'd rather put them in Territory War. That's my favorite game mode, but you gotta, you gotta maintain your, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a balance game. Yeah, I want to add real quick. I, I <laughs> yes, there's definitely Jibali, JC Omicrons, like Malgus is a no-brainer, Starkiller. I think it's, I meant more like the luxury ones where, like Dash, uh, Iden. Um, for some people who are crazy, put it on Admiral Akbar and Leia. Like, those, those JC Omicrons, <laughs> you know, like, those are the decisions where I'm like, uh, no, like I'm going to throw those at territory war because those Omicrons aren't really going to give the value that they would in territory war. Sorry, right. tangent there. No, it's, no, no, it's, it's a good discussion for sure. Yeah, fair statement. Yeah. Um, Mead, let's, uh, let's go to, uh, to your perspective on, on GAC. 
I think I'm in the same spot. Like, obviously, I am facing people who are like 2 million GP plus. I thought it was really, really cool when I hit K2. I was like 5 million. I was facing 7.5 million accounts. It's I'm just burned out. Every single match, I'm going against like double relics. Like, they have two times the amount of relics I have. I win. And, like, what do I get? I get six, like, I have three GLs. My whole, like, set this time was, like, five and six GLs. They all had Star Killer. I don't have Star Killer. So I'm pretty much a three or four GL deficit in my matches. Uh, I've talked a lot about this, but I'm, I've pretty much stopped, like, the GAC Omicrons. I did put one on Malgus, but I just put the lead on. Uh, like, I'm just putting my stuff on, like, TW. I really missed the old way. What I missed about the old way was it was this wonderful, like, the month starts, and you kind of got a bat, like, you got to stomp people. Starts off those first couple of weeks, like, where we're all kind of mixed up. You get some easy matches, you get some tough matches. Week three rolled around, it's like, okay, they're starting to, like, filter out, right? The people who are probably going to make Kyber that month, they're starting to, like, battle against each other. And then if you won, if you're 8-1, and 9-0 and oh, after the first three weeks, that last week, the week four of the old way was really exciting. You got probably three, like, you got six guys, seven accounts in that group that are probably also, like, 6-2, and 7-1, 8-0. So, like, 9-0, right? Like, that, that last matchup was really fun. Uh, now it's just every match is the same. It, it's fine. Like, I'm trying. Like, sometimes sometimes I'll just ignore it. But it's just all winning does is get me matched up against people who are going to stop me, and then I get brought back down. So I'm pretty burnt out on it. Like, I'll stay in K2 because the crystals. But, yeah, I'm not looking at investing heavily in, like, GAC tunes specifically. You know what's crazy is that other than a couple of the numbers that you threw out in terms of like the the GP and K two, uh, yeah. it's that's exactly uh, my experience as well. So um, yeah, I thought <laughs> foolishly that once I got Lord Vader, my sixth GL, that I was going to like ascend to this plat this plane of existence where I could like compete in the top five hundred <laughs> and It would be fun. But um, reality is that, just like Mead said, um, winning only only makes me <laughs> like I went. I just went three and zero this week, okay. Um, and I know that my next bracket is going to be. I'm going to see some ten million accounts. I'm probably going to see some ten point five million accounts. And if I'm lucky, I'll see one or two eleven million accounts. And that's just how it is. And like, yeah, there are some bad players with big accounts and i beat one of them in this bracket but if you go up high enough the bad players can't win up that high so you only play against like the people who know what they're doing and if people know what they're doing and they have a huge relic advantage on you and like every squad and they have three more squads than you do at your disposal because you know you're farming galactic legends so you don't have the gear for Iden. You can't take your Sith trio up to relic levels. Like um, your Admiral Radis team isn't in place yet. That sort of thing. You just kind of like don't really have any strategic options. So, anyways, that was my turn. 
Uh, and I just wanted to echo what Mead said because it's basically my experience too. Uh, Thol, why don't you tell us? Uh, you uh, you flirted with with the the thirty nine hundred four thousand uh, skill rating line uh, quite a few times in this new system. Tell us tell us about your experience. Well, that's where I am right now. I'm like thirty nine sixty six and. I think I've been as high, I can't remember, maybe close to 4,100. But, I mean, the thing is, it doesn't really matter what your GP is, what your, everyone's experience is the same. You get up too high, you get your ass kicked, and then you end up, like, falling down back to where you, you, quote, belong. Um, There's really no, there's no way that you're going to get above a certain level just because when you get up that high, it's just, it's just a disaster. Um, you know, like this last round. So before I, um, took my one week hiatus, uh, from the game, uh, which who laughed at me? Come on. Um, so <laughs> Brett Favre retired. Yeah. My Brett, no, more like Tom Brady. I've got to retire three more times. So, um, so, uh, but yeah, so, before that, I lovingly have the nickname of Thog because I would turn into the GAC Hulk monster when I would get my butt kicked in GAC. <laughs> and everybody loves to just watch the rage machine that is Thog go off in our chat rooms because of me doing something stupid or RNG kicking my ass or something. And so now, after my uh, one-week sabbatical journey to uh, the mecca of calm and peacefulness, fog is no more because it's just like, eh, whatever. I mean, like, I lost this last one because of I was in the championship round against the, a guy from Maw, and he set this stupid, easy defense so he could save everything for offense because he knew that our fleet RNG is a shit show. And so he changed up his fleets just a little bit. Um, it's like he knew what I, he scouted me obviously for what I use on offense and I couldn't clear one of his fleets. Conversely, he couldn't clear one of mine. I lost by 11 banners and I was just like, mm, it's fleet. Whereas the old, the fog would have just ranted and raved for at least uh, 24 to 48 hours about it. So uh, it's just I've finally come to the realization that the way the system is now, it's like no matter how good you are, you're going to be 500. So you're going to go and because that was one of my comments. It was like, well, you know, it's better that I went two and one because if I went three and oh, I'd be oh and three the next round. I mean, there's just no way around it. So at least this way going two and one, I'll probably end up one and two and I'll still end up with my 500, but it just won't feel quite as bad. Cause I'll at least get one win in there. Uh, we missed Thog, <laughs> but it's, but it's probably, it's probably for the best. It, it is definitely for the best. All right. <laughs> Zill, Zill, take us home. How are you feeling about DAC? Um, well, 3v3 is not even a fucking game mode, okay? I don't know what the hell they were thinking, what they were smoking. Uh, it's completely retarded, and if that hurts your feelings out there, uh, I apologize for my wordage, but it's retarded. Get over it, please. 
Um, you know, it. Uh, Pooper alluded to it a little bit. If you know, if you're going to be a good guildmate, you need crystals to advance your roster. You know, you need the rewards. You need the rewards. You you need as many free rewards as you can get in this game at any time that you can get them. And you know, I I like territory war. That that's my love, my you know first love in this game is territory war. So I will always choose for my guild uh, a territory war Omicron over a GAC one. But at some point, you know, if if you're not winning in GAC, you're not getting crystals, you're not getting some of those whatever, you know, like if you keep getting your butt kicked. Like the first week that Tuscan Ami came out in 3v3, you know, like I, I don't know why the crazy reason that I decided to just try a battle against it one time. I just got wiped out. And I'm like, this is, I just hated 3v3 even more. <laughs> I threw my phones. <laughs> I'm like, this is to me too, man. <laughs> please, please tell me you had a team with Jedi Knight Anakin in it. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't remember. I questioned my sanity for even playing 3v3. Because it just sucks for me. And I, I find the majority of the people that I talk to in this game don't like it. Um, I know there are people that do, but the people that don't like it far outweigh the people that do. I, I don't think it's a popular game mode. Um, I, I think if Capital Games actually asked, they would shit can it, as they should. Because it sucks. Um... <sighs> You know, I, I can't remember how high I got one season. I, I did really, really well one season. But, you know, to be honest with you, I couldn't keep up the tempo in GAC. And uh, I think I reverted back to, well, that's another thing about the Amis that, that pisses me off. All right? Because they don't, you know, it's only game mode specific. And that annoys me because... I, I still am one of those people that always wanted a sandbox mode. I always wanted a, besides arena, I wanted a place to test teams without bothering, you know, my shard mates every five minutes. Can you put this team in? Can you put that team? You know, because it's annoying, you know, um, you know, people are at work, people have families, people go to school, you know, and you can't like, uh, Developing these counters takes a lot of crystals. You know, it, I mean, you can watch videos and people can help you or you can figure it out yourself. I like to figure it out myself. And even when I do watch the videos, I like to try it out myself before I get to GAC, before I get into a territory war. And it's like with the Amis, you can't even do that, you know? Um, and then the matchmaking... You know, it's not that bad. It, it's not that bad. I'm glad they took crystals out of arena because that was another like that was a time hog. Yeah, for me, it, it was a real time hog, and, and I think that was a good thing. Um, 
And I think fleets are really important, but like, like full, I've won and lost GACs on fleets. And maybe, uh, you know, from years ago, I remember, you know, uh, the meta guilds, sometimes it just comes down to fleets. You know, whether you're dropping 300 or 200 banners against an executor wall when, when executor first came out, that made a huge difference in territory wars and it makes a difference in GAC. So, you know, fleets, fleets always count. You know, um, so what you're saying is but, you absolutely love GAC, every aspect of it, and you can't wait for the next uh, match to start. <laughs> yeah, and 3v3 sucks. Yes, and you want 3v3. Got it. All right, cool. Guys, Zill's ringing endorsement of GAC and 3v3 specifically. <laughs> so as, as, we're, as, we're sitting, as we're sitting here talking about these things right now, just so that you can all stay updated with my roster changes. Um, I've taken K2 and Quill both to R5. Thanks. I was well, I was wondering when you were going to do that. And <laughs> it was really bothering me. Slacker. <laughs> now I have a question. Lab, can we pick Lab's next arm? <laughs> can we pick what? I'm sorry, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, now you can't hear all of a sudden, huh? Can we pick No, no, we, we couldn't hear you. It, oh, it really? did actually glitch out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can we can we pick Labs next R nine? That would be awesome. Lab Lab yeah. can't even pick Labs next R nine. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be well. No, never mind. CG picked it for me. It's gonna be Radis. Stupid. Radis. That's so stupid. Yeah. He's gonna be my second R nine. That's done. okay. Anyways. And your first well, was Piet. No, I'm just kidding. No. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be R negative five if I could help it. Right. Look, I, I feel. Can I just add one thing? I, and and I know that I'm I've been kind of negative in this discussion, but and I know some people are going to listen to this. Look, I still enjoy this game. I still enjoy playing with my guildmates. Um, as much as I, you know, bitch and moan about things in certain aspects of the game. You know, I, I still enjoy it. I, I can't lie. That was it. All right, man. I, we, we're glad that you're still with us, too. Uh, it's, it is a fun ride to be on together. Yeah. For sure. All right, so let's, uh, let's move on to the last topic, then. And let's, let's talk about Territory Wars. Um, yes, yeah. We, we've alluded to Territory Wars a couple of times already, um, but I'd like to get you guys uh, specific takes on it. Um, so let's talk about the current state of Territory War. Um, I'd like to specifically ask, uh, how do you feel the changes? Uh, well, how do you feel about the changes? Um, and I'm talking about when CG added droid brains to the reward pool and increased the number of defenses in each zone uh, from 25 max to 50 max so um do you think that was a good change you, are, are you enjoying territory war more or less or about the same um yeah let's let's start with that um and let's throw it over to uh let, let, let's let's talk to mead first um let's get the the indoor perspective those guys are uh, actually on a 10 
uh, 10 war winning streak as, as we record this. So talk to us, Mead. What do you think about yeah. territory wars? I'm like, I'm loving TW right now. So Droid Brains came out, we were under 300 million. Like there was the stress of like getting up to 300 million. Like, are we going to lose players? We went through that whole wonderful, like trying to get there, not lose the high end players who are going to go elsewhere. I think we got there around January. Um, I, the 50, and so again, we crossed 350 um, probably a couple months ago. So we kind of naturally came to 50, like we went from 40 to 50. Um, I Right now, the frustration with the 50 teams is that because we sit at like 365 mil, we can get matched with a team that's under, like a guild that's under 350, which means that when that kind of like the two o'clock like hit, like we see that like we need, oh, it's like 38 teams per zone instead of 50. So then our TW officer has to kind of redo all the orders at the last minute because like we need 12 less teams per zone. So when the orders go out, like that's a frustrating thing for us. Um, I love the 50 teams per zone. I love the where we are. Right, like so, we still see some of those kind of like weaker teams. There's the weaker zones crop up for us, right? Uh, it stretches the rosters. I think it stretches guys' rosters better. We get to kind of go a little deeper than the 30, 40 teams per zone. It's really just the meta teams in every zone. It's they're all just like the. It's no, you can't be as creative with your like kind of like the back end of your roster. The big thing for us, like, we're 10-0 because of Datacrons. Like, Endor is pushing Datacrons hard. We are 2-1, to 3-1 to one Datacrons to our opponents, and we are just, we are setting, like, we're kind of calling them super teams, but the, like, the Rays, the JKL Datacron with JML, like, we are, like, the stun, the JMK stun team. Like, we're just, we're setting these teams on defense, and like the people that the guilds were going up against just can't deal with them effectively. Um, so we're having a lot of fun. That? Sorry? Would you mind a question about that? Yeah, go ahead. Do you, do you think that you might be, uh, I don't know, uh, limiting your, your long-term growth by investing so much in a short-term item? We're, I, I think... I don't think anyone knows what we're going to get when these all go away. Like when this set rotates out, I don't think anyone actually knows what they're going to give us in return. Like they're going to break down and something is going to go forward. I, I don't think, I don't think I'm spending too much on them. Like I'm doing, like I have two T nines from the last round and I was just doing conquest. I don't think I did like maybe like 500 extra crystals. Some shard currency, you, like I don't. You, you said you guys were pushing them hard. As a, as oh, a pushing like so, com- comparatively. My, okay, fair enough. My assumption was that hey, you know, take your focus out of you know immediate growth, right? And limiting. I'm sorry, you know, maybe the word I used earlier was right, but you know, slowing your growth long term. Uh, you know, in areas that don't disappear for something that's 
throw a term like that across. But if if you're saying you know minimal investment, understood. I, I thought you were you're you know. So um, I think um, it's worth noting that um, a, a guild in indoors GP bracket. The the terms that they use uh, and uh, the amount of resources uh, that would denote like going hard on something is going to be vastly different to a guild like Mandalore, right? So like we're a hundred million GP more than they are, and you know a lot of their players only have you know three maybe four GL. Um, so they're I mean it's it's not. It's a whole different ballgame. You can't compare apples and oranges in, in, in this particular setting. But, I mean, props to them for recognizing how powerful Datacrons are. And I think relative to oh, their yeah. competition, they are, they are doing the right thing um, in terms of like not, not you know, wasting resources per se, but saying, hey, everybody needs to do their part on this. Yeah, right. sorry, my, yeah. my, question, my question wasn't negative at, at all. I, I was just yeah. trying to figure out perspective from you know a, a smaller guild. Right. So I think when like when the new sets come out, like our TW officer is like, if you have C, this is what you want, right? If you have Malgus, this is what you want. Like these are the T9s to be going for. Ideally, if you have Malgus, you should have a T9 Datacron to go with him. So I'm more, looking... more of a guidance than a demand then. Yeah. I, I think I understand a little clearer now. Yeah. I, I think I think it's remarkably similar to what we do in Man Mandalore. Yeah, too. I was just thinking that actually. Yes. It just but, looks different to us compared to like what we're fighting against. Right, like what we're fighting against would be like half of or like a third of the datacrons that we have. Yeah. All right, so um, let's uh, let's ask Primus what he thinks about territory war. Uh, what does he think about the changes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, any other gems that he can uh, drop on us? Uh, I want to hear your answer. Wait, did I take over before or after Datacrons? Um, so you took over after because I, uh, we, I did a couple wars with Datacrons and I immediately, like, <laughs> even before they became what they are now, even with just the first set, I saw what was coming and I was like, I, I can't do this or I will quit the game. So mm, your wife would divorce you. Well, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even blame her because. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's just it, 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 You know, I, I I love territory war, and and I'll, I'll get back to you in just a second here, Primus. Um, but I do want to make this point. I love territory war. I think it is the best game mode in the game. Uh, because of the guild camaraderie, like overall strategy aspect, like nothing beats that. GAC is awesome, but it's just you. Like there's not the extra, you know, herding of cats, and there's not there's not as much depth and strategy as in Territory War, in my opinion. But it just 
with Datacrons, it became something that was so big to manage, to manage well, I should say. I could have, I could have managed our territory awards for a long time if I could resign myself to just like phoning it in. But that's not the kind of person I am. And that's not the kind of guild, you know, that's, that's not what Mandalore demands, right? Like, we have a lot of players in our guild that want territory, like, they, they play because they like territory wars. And so it wouldn't be fair to be giving them, you know, 69% of myself every, every war. So nice. Yeah. So, all right. Th- there you go, Primus. Uh, I answered you in a very, very long uh, way, so don't ask me any more questions. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> what was the question? How how do I like? <laughs> how are you feeling like about territory wars, change? buddy? <laughs> well, um, and and specifically the change from like twenty five per zone to fifty per zone with the droid brains, like that was a long time ago. It seems like so. Yeah. Um, you know, when the changes first came out, I was, I feel like I'm a, <laughs> I wouldn't say a rational reactor, but yeah, I had a pretty irrational reaction when it was like, all right, guys, 50 teams per zone, no change in uh, times to attack and set defense, and your rewards increase marginally. Have fun, and kick some ass. And uh, I think that was kind of like a, uh, eye opener for a lot of us as officers and other players in the guild. Like, holy crap, we need every single person online within a reasonable amount of time to hit one's one zone, two zones, and log off for the rest of the night, or at least for an hour or two till the next zone opens, whatnot. Um, I I thought it was a little excessive. Um, everybody has a life, you know. This is a hobby. We play this game together because we enjoy Star Wars. We enjoy competing. Um, and we're a community, but I thought this was kind of pushing the envelope a little too much. Um, especially with conquest as it is GAC getting more competitive with the new ladder system. Um, there was already such a huge demand on time and this was just, I mean, I'll be honest, it almost was a nail in the coffin for me. And (laughs) to, to one of your points lab, it was just like, uh, you know, it's a strain on my real life, you know? Um, I only have so much time in a day and I would like to spend it with family and friends not glued to my phone planning territory war defense for four hours because we're at a disadvantage of 2,000 plus datacons. You know, it's absurd. Um, but with the release of datacons and the marginal improvement and rewards and giving you datacron piece slicing materials as a result... I think it's a little better as far as that goes, but um, in the 380 plus mil GP bracket, and specifically if you're like on the cusp of facing gauntlet guilds who sandbag because they suck and don't want to face each other and sweat for a week or two, um, it is just, I mean, lad, you know, it's exhausting. Um, having a plan yep. for every single every single zone, it's a twenty four hour game of chess, and you're always on the clock. And you have to think every move out. You have to think every counter out, especially with Datacrons now. You have to know who has what, what they have, what zones they're potentially going to set, and try to stagger to to roadblock you. Um, 
I love Territory War. It's my favorite game mode, but yeah, it's it's exhausting at the top end. Um, to put it in perspective, I took vacation, and I thank you, Scara, for housing me for a Territory War. Um, but going there was I. I didn't even know, I didn't understand what I was looking at. I just didn't comprehend that we only had a set 30 teams per zone. And I wasn't looking at a wall of Lord Vader and JMK that I was like, all right, shit, how do we take this out in um, a reasonable amount of time so we can open up the next territory war zones? So, um, yeah, long winded answer. It's uh, bitter. It's like, uh, I don't even know how to put it. I'm, I'm tired. You know what's interesting is um, the realization that most <laughs> most of our alliance guild members have. Are, they're like listening to us bitch and moan about territory wars and how much time it takes, and they're like, I, "We're done with territory wars in ninety minutes. Like first, like it opens up ninety minutes later, the board's cleared. What are you talking about?" Yeah, I, I don't want to like sound like a really different game. I was. I don't want to yeah. sound like an ass or pretentious, but like. If you guys are listening, I, you have no idea like how um, how insane the top end territory war can be. It's I don't wish it on anybody. It's one way to put it. It's fun, but dear God, you better have twenty four hours set aside um, to be able to play it. Sorry, Miss, can I ask you a question? Sure. So twelve. If you if you sleep for twelve of it, like Primus does. <laughs> Shut up, wow. dude. I did sleep for four hours the last territory war. <laughs> Fuck you. Wait, I woke up at six a.m. and I was what ready to go. What are you doing the other eight? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you slept four hours. Oh my god! Don't Primus. I, Primus, we, Primus, we love you. We we sleep during we. We appreciate you so much, Primus, doing what you do. We just have to give you shit. No, Don't go easy on him. Who said <laughs> you're allowed to sleep during territory wars? <laughs> who I, said, I who said something? I think it was like Cam. Me, yeah. Everybody that has run territory wars in, in Mandalore has, has come to the point of wanting to quit. That's, that is a fact. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a real thing. I think Cham said something one time. Uh, uh, it was like 6 a.m. or something in my time. So, what, 9 a.m. Eastern for you guys? And I was already pissed. I was waking up early. It was a ridiculous war where we only cleared. We didn't even get the ships yet, and it was 6 a.m. And Cham's like, geez, dude, way to sleep in. I'm like, fuck oh you. <laughs> I literally went to sleep four hours ago, and I'm waking up because nothing's moved. Nothing's changed. And it's like, I went to sleep and my problems didn't go away. So fuck you, Cham, for giving me that shit. God. All, All right, right. Mead, quick, ask your question. Yeah, okay, Primus. So how, how specific are your orders? When you open it up and it's like, okay, Lord Vader top, JMK bottom, like, are you calling out all the counters? Do the guys know what the counter... Like, how hands-on are you being when you see, like, the first two zones open up? <laughs> Have you read an encyclopedia before? <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly will look at every team in the zone, look at what the majority of datacrons are, 
Um, and from there, give the order to specifically tell, all right, guys, if you have XYZ Datacron, you're using this GL to counter this GL. If you don't have XYZ Datacron, you're going to counter this specific GL without this Datacron or with this one. So I get very specific. I highlight, I'll highlight stuff in the commands. Um, I'll put things in parentheses. I'll space it out so you are forced to read the entire command. So if you guys in Mandalore hear this and you're like, why the hell does he give a freaking dissertation every time he sends a command? Because I care and I want us to win. So, um, and, then, and then three people will mess up and it's because they didn't read the instructions. Yeah, don't even get me started there. And it's, it's typically on the top, like the very first line that said, do not use X. And they're like, failed because I use X. You? All right. And one of them's an officer. And one of them's an officer. We won't say who, but... It, 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 and it rotates. And, and Zil, Zil, forget, Zil forgets to put on... Forgets, in quotation marks, to put on a Datacron. I've done it so many times. I've done it so many times. Yeah, and also add like to answer your question, me also answer um I'll put like videos if it's a little bit more of a um not as intuitive counter or also provide step by step guides at least for the first couple um like turns of the battle. So if it's like CLS versus Shock TBB with the TM Datacron, it's like, hey, you need to shoot shock first and then go echo. Um it's it, it. I get very specific to answer your question, and it it also does depend on how uh, familiar we are with a counter. So there are some counters that we don't really have to put up a video or anything on. Like um, before Malgus came out, you know, troopers versus dr. Like we ran that battle for probably two years. You know, every territory war, everybody would run that battle. And so, like, we don't have to put up a video and step-by-step instructions, you know, every time we call that counter. But <laughs> now with Datacrons, we're finding that we're having to do a lot more videos um, just because of, you know, all the mechanics changing. And uh, we want to test ourselves, you know, like, does this still work? I think so, but let's try. Um, that's, that's where a lot of the officer fails come from, is <laughs> testing <laughs> things that were not good ideas. Mead, I, I've, I've, uh, I've seen Lab and Primus uh, ask for things and, and kind of what I think quite a few times is I, I've seen them read the kits and kind of you know ask the other officer questions and mates questions and then kind of make uh on the spot call theory slash theory theory craft you know right then and there and call the counter like you know guys we've never ran on this counter before i think it's going to work let's go with it and and the guild responded you know it, it's not always a, it's not always a known entity you know because some of these guilds you know the shadowlands guilds or Chewbacca or whoever it was, you know, they have some really smart territory officers too, and they're going to throw curveballs at you. And if you're not ready, you, you know, you're just going to swing. Miss. Yep. 
like Premise said, it's a it's a twenty four hour game of chess for sure. Yeah, it's it's fun in that regard, but it's also stressful. Yeah. Um, Zill, wanna... Zill, one, 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 I was just gonna have Zill give us his uh, his two minute impression of Territory Wars. How, if he thinks they've gotten better, worse, or the same since the changes. Worse the same. You know, I don't know how to answer that question, but I, I, I do know how to answer, you know, what, what was in my mind about terrorists uh, when it comes to the farming. You, you know, we were talking about some counters like troopers. I, I remember waiting a year, and, a year, a year and a half for most of the guild to come online with troopers. You know, and, and I remember talking with another officer, Garth, about that. Like, we were both like, yeah, the troopers are the best, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, I had a discussion with Lab, you know, about, I was like, yeah, bounty hunters, they're going to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we should farm them. They're going to be great. And, you know, you kind of brought me down to earth. You were like, Zill, not everyone is there right now. You know, I, I'm trying to do the best with what we've got. And I was like, oh. Sorry, lad. No, um, your heart, your heart was in the right place, though. It's just yeah, but I, I think, see, that that's where it's tough. I liked, I liked when GAC and Terror Wars uh, had the expanded teams to a degree. Yeah, um, it it made it a little harder. Um. And some wars have been nightmares, you know? And I, like, all I can do is just commend you and Press and once again tell you how grateful I am that you got running territory wars and that it's better you than me. <laughs> can't forget, uh, can't forget you know, Cedric and Poopa. And old yeah. Oh, yeah. Booster, those guys are yeah, a lot. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, we have some guild members that have like that are just incredible, you know. Yep, it's, 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 it's a team effort, yeah, it's a team effort for sure. But, yep. but that's also part of, of your guys, uh, you know, your judgment, your wisdom, you know, your leadership that, that you, you are, know, you know. An unfortunate truth, I think, is that, you know, when when you take something that's fun and already has a, a degree of difficulty to it and you make it so that you have to work a lot harder for that same result, you, you do remove some of the fun out of it. So I, I think CG has put a, a kind of a damper on, on, on territory, but it is still the best mode in the game, you know, not... Saying that, oh man, I don't like territory more anymore because that would be a lie. But mm -hmm. you know, I I do believe that they've made it you know more difficult to play at our level. Um, oh, you know, yeah. a, a lot more involved, a lot more work, a lot more demanding and stressful on the officers and especially the guys running it. Yeah. I, I I think they had to do it. They they had to do it with the amount of GLs in the upper guilds. No, you question. know. They had to do it. They, they had to. With the number yeah. of teams that they had, because you, you would have had uh, disenfranchisement, especially, you know, with 10, 11 million accounts. 
you know, like guilds like more, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. 25 per zone. I mean, they, the whole map would be GLs, you know, and, and, and that's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's not necessary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. What do you think, Paul? Um, do you like the, like the change? Do you feel like you've enjoyed it more or less or the same? Um, I, <clears throat> I'm very fortunate that I have not had to do any TW planning. So I think for that reason, I've actually enjoyed it. Um, I like the fact that, cause when the board was only 25, it was like, okay, here's 10 zones and eight of them because two are fleets are all GLs. And so at least now it's like, yeah, okay, there's like four zones of GLs, but there's four zones of not GLs. So it does, like Mead said, it, it makes the rosters thinner. And at our levels, you know, obviously the, the rosters, the, the quote crappy teams at our levels are, you know, pretty, still pretty good, but they're not having to be, they're not GLs. So it does give people an opportunity to like use more of their roster. And it also, it's been good for us, I think, in Mandalore, not necessarily for TW leaders, but it's been good for us as far as wins go because you don't have to be as efficient. Like when the when it was 25 per zone, if you weren't killing teams with one battle every time, it was, you were going to lose because you dropped a battle here or there. Now you drop several battles in a zone and it's not as big of a deal as what it was before. So because of that, it makes it, it's, it's better for guilds like ours where we may not necessarily be the most efficient guild on the planet, um, but we can still, you know, clear a board. Um, so I, I like it in that respect too, where it's not like, you know, you're sweating bullets every time you go into a ba battle because you're afraid you might lose. Um, you do against a GL, of course, because, you know, there's only a finite number of GLs in the guild that you have to kill another GL, but, um, you know, you're, you're not like, you don't feel like the, the guild's going to lose because you drop a battle per se. One last thing that I'll say about territory war and the new changes is that you guys are all pretty much spot on. Um, territory war has gotten a lot harder, especially on the officers. And I found that as long as you win, the extra effort always feels gratified. Like every time we win territory wars, I feel like, I mean, it's like a huge fist bump. Like, hell yes, we just destroyed that other guild. Doesn't matter if it's by two banners or 2000 banners, whatever. Um, we as a guild were better than that guild. And that, like, that's the teamwork aspect. And that feels great. And it feels like it validates all your work. But we don't win every war. Um, we win more than we lose. But when we lose, the extra effort and time that was required to, you know, try to win and then to end up losing, that's where you really, like, <laughs> the burnout is real. Like, why did I just do that? Why did I spend that much time and effort just to lose anyway? Like, we could have done absolutely nothing and gotten the exact same rewards. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. yeah, but then yeah. we never, we never would have had that nice little screenshot of being number seven in the world. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. In fairness, 
there's no guild that we've come across that has been our equal that we did not beat. You know, it's unfortunate, but at our level, you know, we are dealing with, you know, the gauntlet guilds that are really sandbagging hard and, and coming down to our level. And, yeah, of course we can't compete with those guys. They have freaking everything, uh, you know. But when 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 it's pound for pound, I can't remember of a single time where we've lost. Yeah, we don't we don't lose fair matchups. It's true. All right. Um, so let's let's uh, let's go ahead and begin the wrapping up process. Then uh, we've been at it. We're closing on the two hour mark, so let's uh, let's wrap it up for both our sake tonight and for our listeners' sakes. So, um, let's talk real quick. I, I just want I just want a thirty second soundbite from each of you. Um, what do you think the future is of Territory War with the new fleet and the new GL coming? Uh, do you think it's going to be good? Do you think it's going to be bad? Um, or same old, same old. Um, so why don't you start? Um, well, I mean, at some point, they're likely going to have to increase the number of teams in each territory again, or change the map and give us more territories because we're getting to the point again, where we have too many teams. And when you ha- add another GL, you're going to be adding, and I mean, you kind of have a pseudo GL with, with Malgus. So now you have Malgus and the uh, Sith Empire team. You've got six other GLs, and then we're going to add Juhani. Java to the mix. Yep, that's good. And, and then you, yeah, and then you got Juhani. So that's another GL level team. So they're either going to have to add more zones or more teams per zone. Again, um, I think they just need to add more zones because they need. They're going to have to add another fleet zone. Um, they're going to need to add, you know, they're going to have to add uh, a zone where we're putting in endurance to just fill it up. Um, so (laughs) I, um, but yeah, I I think that's, yeah, right. I, I, I think that unfortunately, I think that's the future of TW is that they're going to have to either add more teams or add more zones. And I think the map, the map itself is outdated. They need to come up with a different map um, that has more zones in general. What and, do you think, and that, sorry, I'm just going to add one more thing because sure. I wanted to mention it before. They need to do something. They need to fix the rewards. The discrepancy between winning and losing is too great. Like, if you come two banners short of a, of a win the fact that you get exponentially less than the team that beat you by two banners is stupid. Like they need to figure out a way to have graduated TW rewards so that if you lose by within a certain amount, they do graduate rewards for every other thing in this game, depending upon where, where your rank is when you finish yada, 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 they can do it for TW. If you finish within 500 banners, you get these rewards. If you finish within 1,000 banners, you get these rewards. If you get your ass kicked, then you get the crappy banners. I mean, the crappy rewards. They could do that very easily. All right, Zill. Where do you think the future of TW is with the new fleet and GL? Uh, Man, it's going to be different. 
we'll great we'll moan about it, but I will say that if there's a datacron that makes accuracy arrows the new meta, I'm fucking quitting this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. <laughs> Pooper, what do you think? Well, I think Thal is correct that eventually we're going to have to increase territories uh, and or, you know, teams per territory. I think it's going to become a little overcrowded first because they just don't move that quickly. Um, so uh, there's that. But when uh, when it does grow a little larger, I think it's going to become way more challenging to, to actually run the event. Uh, and you can see some serious burnout at the opposite level. But I, I think that if they do increase the the um, the scope of, of the war, then they need to give us a few more tools uh, in order to run it properly. Uh, so they, they, they're going to need to invest some development time there. And I don't know if if they're yeah willing to do that. Yep. Amen. Mead, what do you what do you think? About the future of TW, the future of TW with these two like new additions for Endor, I think it's the same old, same old. I don't think at our level we're gonna see a lot of either one of these right off the start. So they're gonna slowly trickle in. Um, I would like make sense to kind of increase the zones. I really don't think that needs to be done under four hundred million. I think maybe over four hundred million. That's something you guys can would be something reasonable, but under four hundred million. I feel like the zones, the 50 makes sense. The two, like a new ship, a new GL, I don't think is going to change a whole lot for us. Datacrons are like the more, are going to change more for us than like a new GL. Yeah. What do you have, Primus? Yeah. Need, but um, I think they're going to make a new territory war bracket where they will add additional zones um and knowing cd you know how they are they don't like to go back and fix new things or fix old things they like to just shoehorn in something into existing content so i think what their solution is going to be is they're going to make a new territory war bracket probably 450 mil plus and they're going to increase the zone count and probably reduce the overall amount of teams to factor in for the increased zone count but um uh <laughs> fleets man i don't i don't even want to imagine fleets uh, if they add another zone god help us that's all i gotta say yep uh so here's my hot take um i don't think they're gonna touch the ground zones i don't really think they need to i think datacrons do a good enough job of rotating in and out the power levels of certain squads i think that's their intention with them um to where, you know, obviously all the GLs will still be relevant, but, um, you know, they'll rotate in, you know, a couple of A-level teams and a couple of other teams will rotate out, you know, like Mon Mothma won't be relevant after her Datacron goes away. I, I think that's their intention on the ground. On the fleet side, I do agree we're going to need to see something else. Otherwise, it's just going to be like, guilds are just going <laughs> to, a lot of guilds are just going to hold Executor and Profundity for offense and be like, fleets don't matter. And honestly, that's a really appealing um, strategy. If you know the 
if profundity beats executor and executor beats profundity, um, if it's kind of like the negotiator malevolence type meta, then um, I can definitely see that being, you know, a strategy that almost every territory war guild, at least up in the 400 million club, uses. Um, so they're going to need to increase zone or do something up there. Um, let me think. I had one more thing that I was going to say. Um, and I can't remember, so I guess it wasn't that important. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I think the reason we're only getting one GL, um, and maybe Java is the only GL we get this year. Maybe not, but I think they slowed down on the cadence a lot. You know, like Java was super late relative to people's expectations. A lot of people were expecting a new GL around, you know, the first part of this year. And it's, he isn't even like his, all his requirements aren't even out yet. And it's already the last, you know, third of the year almost. So I, I think they, I think they reduced the speed of GL release on purpose because they're not ready to increase maps in GAC or TW. So, all right. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Does anybody else have anything burning uh, that they really want to get in before we end the podcast? We didn't touch on accuracy arrows. You did, Zill. <laughs> no, but, but we didn't hear from the panel. <laughs> next <laughs> next episode, we have to talk about accuracy arrows. All right. Accuracy arrows <laughs> to the top of the list for next episode. Perfect. Now, this, we've just jumped the shark already with our first episode of this. Uh, nobody, nobody will listen to the next one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else got anything really important that they want to say? Thank you. Right. Thanks. Thanks for yeah. And, thanks uh, for putting this all together, Lab. It's been good. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. Cool. Before I, before I go to bed, I, I you know there's a lot of guys, and I, there's a lot of guys in Mandalore that have done a lot in the background. Um, and everyone that pitches in, I I just want to thank all of you for making it making Mandalore a great guild, a great place to play. And girls, right. don't forget the girls. And girls, oh, guys, girls, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, we do have, we we do have several women. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Really appreciate all of your time and uh, and your insights. And uh, hopefully, this was you know an enjoyable episode to listen to, um, and uh, to to get some insights on how. Uh, the higher level guilds think about the game and uh, so yeah thanks for listening and uh, until next next time peace out